0: Talk talk is brought to you in part by the Mammoth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility, and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit
1: rwjbh.org/monmouth. Let's be healthy together.
2: you're listening to Hawk Talk the official
1: podcast of Monmouth University Athletics and here are your hosts Greg viscomi and Gary Kowal
0: Gary we're back Gary. uh episode 56 i believe uh spring sports are a month in here fall sports fall sports you know what i was looking outside the window about how it's rained every day for like six straight days uh and that made me think of like you know spring showers all that yeah yeah. but so anyway fall sports way under uh underway um some of our teams are doing very well some of our teams are a little bit slow out of the gate um but we were talking about you know having to get back on here and um talking about who we wanted to potentially have on And then we sit in there and we're talking about different teams and whatever. And uh, all of a sudden you just see that our women's soccer team hasn't given up a goal in like a month, a month. (laughs) So we said, wow, it should really be somebody from women's soccer. Well, who better to have as a guest when you're talking about women's soccer, not giving up a goal than our starting goalkeeper. Cassie. Cassie thank you for joining
2: of course happy to be a, here that was a heck of an intro was it that was a good that was pretty good
0: yeah i'm getting better at this i don't know what buttons i hit all the time but I'm, at least the record buttons on <laughs> that's happened once um first of all thank you for taking time i know you guys you train early in the morning yeah uh and you play like two or three games a week including uh, a, a sandwiched in one <laughs> this week uh which was like a of a redo of a redo of a redo uh Uh, we'll get we'll get to all this rain yeah it's ridiculous we're lucky enough we have turf some of these teams don't have turf but we're going to cover that too i like talking about the turf versus grass with with soccer players because they they love grass and i understand um anyhow how has the season been going so far for you guys
2: (laughs) i mean to start we had a you know rocky start we went um Two, three losses, was it? Yeah. In the first four games, um, got scored on more than I've ever gotten scored on being here. So that was kind of crazy. And then, you know, you always think, what What do we need to change when you get scored on like that? But then things kind of change themselves. Like we go into the conference and we don't give up a goal. It's, it's pretty crazy. It
0: definitely is. And, and Gary, you were at a couple of those matches. Um, w- that the identity of this team seems to change from year to year. Yeah, we always have good goal, goalkeepers, always, but like there are years where it's more high powered. And and I've been here for eighteen years, and I've seen a lot of the high powered offensive players come through from you know Alexis McTamney to you know the list goes on and on and on. Uh, but it seems like this year's like identity is really focused around defense. Yeah, um, is that so? When you guys and and by the way. You gave up goals, but you gave up goals to some pretty good teams—Penn uh, State, that. Princeton. I mean, like it's—it's it's not like you're giving up tons of goals to to bad teams. I mean, you're giving up goals to either teams inside the top ten or just outside the top twenty. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys? Had you guys like? Did you? Was it a meeting? Was it a, a, a come to? I, can't, I don't want to slander but Come to Jesus meeting, I guess is the term. I don't know if that's good or bad. Don't fire me. Um, th- was it anything like intrinsically? Like, how did you guys write to ship?
2: I mean, I don't think we changed too much. I think we just kind of, the thing was, we just kept doing our thing and like it clicked for us. I mean, at first we struggled to defensively, you know, and then you kind of figure it out, you know? And then offensively, it's coming now. We we scored one nothing, one nothing, one nothing. It's not a lot of goals, but that's all we needed. It's so. enough, right? <laughs> it's just, just one enough to a win. win.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I think in in soccer, I mean, as as a keeper and a defense, like you want to just tell your offense, just get us one.
2: Oh yeah, oh, get yeah. us one and we'll win. I'm sitting back there and I'm like, man, I wish I could go up there and score a goal. So it feels so good <laughs> to see. You know, Lauren the other day had a banger. That was awesome. Just so happy. That
1: kind of leads me into, like, how you talked about, like, I want to go score. Like, how did you end up being a goalkeeper? Like, that's, I feel like yeah. that's a decision. Like, when you're playing, like, youth soccer, it's, like, who wants to be the goalie? Yeah. And there's, like, one kid that ends up doing <laughs> and it. And
2: they throw in the loser. <laughs>
1: no, that's not what I said
2: at all. <laughs> yeah, um I didn't become a goalie until, like, middle school, probably. And I always liked doing it when I was younger, you know, they are like, Oh, who's gonna go in this game? Like I would always be the one to volunteer. You always get to be out there. You yeah. get the
1: most playing time.
2: <laughs> of course, yeah. But I'm like, I was I wasn't bad on the field. Like I was playing field, playing like outside back, whatever, wherever you need me. But um my goalie at the time actually like broke her wrist. And that was when I was like, Oh well who are we gonna actually put into the game? So I kinda stepped up and like I don't know, I, I loved it. I mean I was I had it was like kinda natural at it and like I mean, it gets you out of running, so <laughs> I was right on it.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, so I think in out of all the sports that you could play goalie in, soccer seems to be the least dangerous, although yeah. uh, don't discount the amount of, like, headers and, like, on set pieces, when you're going up to punch the ball at or whatever, and just here comes yeah bodies. It looks tight like vicinity. people headbutting all the time. So like I don't want to discount it, but uh, if if somebody said to me like, "Hey, go in there and play like hockey goalie," and like, oh. I mean they have they have the most pads, but still, right. I so, think lacrosse is probably the most uh, oh,
2: that's scary. Like but they don't wear any pants.
0: There's no there's less padding. a chest right. protector. Right, it's insane, uh, but. So so that middle school, you kind of stepped in goal and you were pretty good at it, and that was just it? You never look back?
2: That was pretty much it. I mean, yeah, I came into high school, and the thing with me is, like, since I started kind of late in the game, I've always been kind of, like, scrappy. And I feel like now that I'm in college, like, I'm finally becoming more polished, you know, as a player. Like, mm-hmm. missing those fundamentals you get growing up and uh, learning the game young, you know?
0: So do you still think about, like man, what would have happened if I just kept playing in the field and not switched over to play?
2: Sometimes I do. Yeah. I mean my my sister uh she plays on the field and I she rips shots on me and I'm like, I don't want I don't want you to shoot on me. I want to shoot on you, you know? Right, let's
0: switch and see <laughs> I want, how I
2: want to get in there. Yeah.
0: Do you ever do that?
2: Uh I mean, in high school I went in there uh for my senior night. Scored two goals. No big deal. Wow.
0: Humble brag. <laughs> humble bag no two deal. goals hey art so that had to be a huge point of pride for like your high school team like hey our goalie is so good that she's gonna score two goals on you on senior night
2: <laughs> yeah i mean we were blowing them out i'm not gonna act like it was a good team but either way i, I <laughs> was like matter. i was just hyped to get in there nobody remembers that <laughs> no
1: that's a, actually a great like that's like a great like fact about yourself like i'm a goalie but one time i played out and i scored two goals <laughs> yeah i feel
2: like i'm just like really competitive to the point where i'm like, oh, like. oh, someone scores on me in practice and they're like, you know, they're saying some stuff to me. And I'm like, I'll feel like I could score on you, you know, let's switch.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Um, how was the trans now, the transition from high school to, to college, what were the biggest things and, and you started your, your college career up at U Albany and then ended up here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but what was like the, what's the biggest kind of jump, um, that you found, going from high school to college was it time management was it the speed of the game was it you know now it's not just kind of like now you have to work out now you have to be you know conscious of fuel and all that other stuff
2: yeah I think it's to the level that like the sport really does consume you when you get to college like in high school it's more of like a hobby and now I'm like I wake up every day and it's soccer like every single morning I'm gonna eat this because I have soccer I'm gonna you know, study here so I could get to practice on time. You know, it's just like, it totally consumes you. And like, if you don't love the sport that you play, like you, you can't handle it. So I'm just like, I love soccer. I'm, you know, yeah. grateful to have this opportunity. I love college soccer, but way more than high school soccer or anything else. So.
0: What is the identity of, of this, this team? Is it, do you guys pride yourself on toughness? Is it finesse?
2: I would say, all right, let me think. The identity of this team.
0: Like when think- you guys are pre, I've I've heard the pregame routines in the locker room are pretty yeah. wild. Dancing, <laughs> yeah. fun. We've had other soccer, women soccer players on before. But like at the end of the day, you guys have to be sitting around talking about what you're going to go out in the field to do. And yeah. that kind of will shape your.
2: Yeah. I mean, for this season, I think the identity has become the defense, you know, like. It's like every game we step out there now, we're kind of expected, like, no goals this game. Like, keep the clean sheet, you know, that's that's what we focus on. And I think we've started to, yeah, we get really hyped before the games and stuff, but when we get into that circle and we're about to start playing, it's like, guys, we have 90 minutes. We need these three points. Like, how can mm-hmm. we do it? Let's break that up into 15 minutes. They don't score. Then the next 15, they don't score, you know, and we carry that all the way through. We pick each other up through it. What uh?
1: What attracted you? I know Greg mentioned you were transferred, but what attracted you to Monmouth University but also the Monmouth soccer program? It's obviously a program that's had a lot of success um, for a long time, but what was the main attractions for you in both those areas?
2: Yeah, I mean, when I came here to visit, honestly, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. It's like two, two and a half hours from my house. I've never really heard of anyone going there except one of my best friends from home, Ava Allen, who's on our team. She plays here, so I'm like... I'm looking around, and where do I go? And I'm talking to her, and she's like, she has nothing but great things to say about the program and the place itself. She loves it here, and I think that says a lot to love a program your freshman year because it's, it's a tough tra- transition, you know? So I came here, and I was like, wow, I'm a mile from the beach. This is this is pretty great. I have a great program behind me, and you can tell. Like, it's just, it's facts. They don't lose games, you know? They mm-hmm. win the MAC. We transition to the CAA, and I know it's going to be the same, you know?
0: yeah and that's one of the things like you know we talked about how difficult the transition to the CAA was and i don't think i mean i think everybody thought that we our teams would be successful just because we have great coaches and great student athletes doesn't matter what league we're in uh but then right off the bat you guys go out and and win the regular season uh you and field hockey were the only two teams to win a regular season uh championship last year um Obviously, fell short of your goal of getting into the to the NCAA's mm-hmm. last year. What what kind of what was the mindset going into year two in the now Coastal Athletic Association?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think just always proving ourselves. Like it's easy to say, you know, when you win the MAC, everyone's like, "Oh, like, you know, you guys are really good." But it's it's the MAC, you know. So then we take a step up and we come into the CAA, and it's like, let's prove that we are just good, not you're good for the MAC or you're good for this or that. And, you know, I wasn't here for that, you know, being in the MAC part. But I get it coming from a lower conference, you know, stepping up. I had something to prove, too. And so I think we come in every day now. We have a target on our backs. And, like, that's just how it is. We set the level high and we play at a high level and we keep it like that.
1: What's it like playing for – and don't get yourself in trouble. But (laughs) what's it like playing for for Coach Flynn? She's in her second year as a head coach, but she's been here for a long time, um, has had a lot of success. Both as an assistant and yeah. now as a starting to as a head coach, um, what's what's it like playing for for Coach Flynn and you know her coaching style?
2: Yeah, I mean, I only know Kylie as a head coach, so you know I could give you that perspective. But yeah, she's she's a great person. She's great on and off the field. Taylor as well. Um, they really hold the program down, and you know they get us into the right mentality. If we're having a bad day, like it's pick it up. You know they they set the level for us, and then it trickles down through the system. You know. But yeah, it's been great so far.
0: Does she, does Coach Flynn ever talk about, like, her time at Tennessee? I don't, I always, like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, she I, does. I, all right,
0: yeah. Because, like, she's an All-American. She's she one of the, really, I think really good. She's their all-time she's sick, leading yeah. scorer, or, score, or, like, close to that. Does she still, like, lace them up, go out there, and show you guys, like,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at any time
0: I can try to score here?
2: They'll Both of them will boot up, and it's, like, she's pulling out, like, Maradonas, and we're, like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> we already have to compete with each other. And then she comes in here, and she's, like, pulling out these Tennessee moves, you know, and we're, like. Come on,
0: um, but that has to be that had to be part of the reason why you ended up coming here is to know that you're going to learn from a coaching staff that has so much success when yeah, they were sick. student athletes.
2: Yeah, no, of course it's like you respect someone. You know, I tend to respect people. It's kind of weird to say, but like if someone's good at soccer, I'm going to respect them. I'm going to want to learn from them and stuff. So it's like you want them to be coming from that high caliber team. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I get it. Totally it
1: makes. I mean. I Think that's what the coach's role is, probably, right?
0: Well, Cassie's saying is she's not gonna come and get coaching <laughs> advice from you, Gary. From yeah. I don't listen. No soccer. Ice hockey maybe.
1: I know soccer a little
0: bit. Yeah, the beautiful game. Yeah. Well your men's, men's sports supervisor now, so you better yeah. than soccer.
1: Listen. I follow I follow everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in on all uh, everything, all the sports. I get um, it. Um Cassie, I know we talked a little bit about how you ended up uh, being a goalie, but when I watch you guys practice and I watch our men's team practice, and that's my most direct dealings with soccer, um, like, in my life, the goalkeepers kind of tend to practice Big on their Sutherland own. Sutherland guy, yeah. dude. I do love Sunderland. That's my favorite. Sunderland. Sunderland. My favorite club. Um, watch any of It's my favorite team. Hugh knows. Um, Black Cats. Goalkeepers tend to go off on their own. Like, that's yeah. more of a um, specific part of practice, I guess, is that – I don't know. I, th- I feel like that's kind of unique to the position uh, compared yeah. to any other sport. Like, you're you're not really part of the team practice until it's like a live situation, right? Yeah. Is that yeah. is that? It's probably something you've been doing for a long time, but like, I don't know. Is how unique is that, and how unique yeah. is the instruction from, um, you know, your coaching staff to pull you aside and like work with just two or three people at a time?
2: Yeah. I mean, I I got my guy Julio. He's my goalie coach, and uh, I work with you know the two other goalies, and we're usually there for like. 30 40 minutes it depends um but yeah it's nice having that like individual time because like I said like I didn't really I didn't really have that growing up so I'm like you know every day is a chance to get better and like you don't realize like those 30 40 minutes like it's they're so valuable you get better so like so quickly when it's just focused on you you know but then like sometimes I'll look I'll look out and I'm like they're having so much fun out there. <laughs> what are they doing now? Like, <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, all right, I'd, I'd like to be with the team now. <laughs> right. But I, I enjoy it.
1: How many, like, technical things has Julio kind of brought along to you as far as, yeah. like, technical aspects of playing goal that, like you said, like you weren't a lifelong goalie that you, you kind of needed to learn?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Julio really harps on his high balls. Like, I've become, like, so much better at taking a ball out of the air, and I think that's, like – that's a goalie's job. It's not just to stop the ball. It's like, don't even let the ball get in the box, you know? Right. So it's like... Limit chances. Exactly. So I feel like I've kind of shifted my game to more like, you know, don't be a shot stopper. Be like, don't let them get a shot to begin with. Right.
1: Prevent the chance of work. Yeah,
2: right? exactly.
0: When did you first... Like, when did it dawn on you that you had the ability to be a Division One goal- <laughs> goalkeeper?
2: I don't think it ever dawned on me. <laughs> um <laughs> We had I mean, to be
0: getting recruited and stuff.
2: Ah, uh, I really was not getting highly recruited at coming out of high school, and I I didn't really play for a big club or anything, and or have a big name. So I think it didn't dawn on me until I was halfway through my first season at UAlbany. You know, mm-hmm. like oh, I can play with these guys, and you know. So I, I'm still learning, but yeah, I think I finally like embraced that, and like I have the confidence now to be like, yeah, I deserve to be here, and you know. I have five shutouts. Like, let's go. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> what,
0: uh, and I don't, this might not be fair, so I don't want to put you on a spot, but I guess we're going to. Uh, what is the difference in competition playing in the America East versus versus playing in the CAA? Like, yeah. is it noticeable? And I don't mean that it's not going to be a slight towards the America East. It's just, yeah. I don't think people realize how competitive and how good the athletes are, are, are in the coastal.
2: Yeah. No, I would say, like, I said this the other day. I think the America East has, like, Gritty teams like they're not as polished as they are in the CAA like they they want to be there They want to win, but they're not as technically, you know sound as they mm-hmm. are here So it's like it's a little bit more of a scrappy game And like by all means it's, it's good soccer, but it, it's definitely different like here It's like, you know when a set piece comes in it's you set up, you know, you get ready you collect the ball there It's like they're sticking it down your throat. you know <laughs> <laughs> It's more of like a travel soccer
0: Right. I mean like no, a bad. that sounds
2: bad, but you're saying
0: the style. Yeah, the style
2: You're not saying the skill level, you're saying
0: the style of plays. No
2: knock like to the American East. I had a great
0: yeah. time there. <laughs> yeah, no, and I wasn't setting you up to, to say anything <laughs> poor. I just was trying to you know, there's differences. Every every league has and this is across every sport, every league has an identity.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and how the most of the teams in that in that league plays. And I don't you know, talking with some of our men's soccer players. Uh, we've had a couple of them on the show. I think when I asked them the same question between the MAC and the CA, that's kind of a similar answer. Like mm-hmm. the MAC was a a, a gritty, physical, they're going to give you 110% on every single second Definitely, you're yeah. out there, and that's how they're staying in games, or that's how they're winning exactly. games. It's not because they have, you know, these phenomenal athletes all over that are just making unbelievable plays. It's just, it's it's hard-nosed type of soccer.
2: yeah, Yeah, and I think another difference is like, you know, on our bench is like a group of very capable athletic girls ready to go into the game. And like, I feel like in the America East, they don't have as many, like we are so deep here, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's like that everywhere in the CAA. but it's like all these girls are deserving to be here and just ready to go to
1: deeper, a yes. deeper
2: league. Yeah, you definitely.
1: Know. I could see that. Yeah. It definitely. seems to be the case at every, you know, every sport yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead, Gary. Curious about, I mean, I have a chance to interview a goalkeeper, and this is a question that I've i have always kind of wondered. Penalties. Oh, God. Like, that's got to be a, a, I mean, it's a high-intensity moment in a game or yeah. potentially after a game. Um, without giving away any secrets, obviously, like, what is your mindset um, going into into those?
2: Yeah, I think my mindset changes, like, all the time with these penalties. I'm always thinking, like, should I wait and then, you know, try and – guess which direction I'm going to go in or should I just, like, kind of let them see if they're going to make a mistake and just stay and try and, like, use my athletic ability to get there, but, um, yeah, I'm still working on them, but it's, like, it's a crazy feeling, like, last year I saved one in the game and, like, I just remember, like, the adrenaline I had was insane because, you know, like, I don't beat myself up too much when I don't get them because I know that's, like, part of the game, but, like, there's nothing like stopping a penalty in the game.
1: It's, it's like one-on-one. It's like,
2: crazy. Yeah. It's
0: it's like setting you up. It's setting the goal, <laughs> goaltender, goalkeeper up to fail. Basically. Like, oh, hey, you just have to essentially guess or hope that I'm so slow getting to the ball or that <laughs> I lose my mind and kick it away from the goal. It's like, I think that's what makes it great when you do save it. It's like, whoa, nobody was like expecting that.
1: Like, I, yeah. I found that the celebration when the penalty is awarded is usually more than when they actually score.
2: Oh, definitely. Like, yeah.
1: Oh, Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, when because you, I think when there's you get an a expectation penalty, the celebrations is way higher than when sure. it actually goes in. Right. Like, it's kind of expected at that point. Yeah, like exactly. Like, it's anticlimactic if you score. But if you stop it, it's, like... It's huge. game-changing and I th- Yeah, I think yeah.
0: it's momentum, too, right? Like, yeah,
2: for sure. Changes the game 100%. Uh,
0: this is not even a lie. Yesterday, I had to pick my daughter up from cheerleading at her high school. And they were having a men's boys soccer match. Uh, and as she got in the car, I, like, turned the car around, and I started driving. I looked over... And the away team was setting up for a penalty kick, and I pulled over, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, penalty kick? I got to watch
1: it. Of course. You can't <laughs> dude, drive by that. The
0: dude buried it. Um, but she was like, Why, what do you care about that for? I was like, it's the most exciting part of the game. Not the most exciting, but a very yeah. exciting part of the game. No, they so, interesting. Yeah, no, it's uh, – I, I, Now, do you do you ever watch, like, tape of their penalty kicks to kind of get a
2: – No, I mean, we can get a sense of, like – you know, number 14 sometimes goes to the left, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've kind of learned, like, the good players don't have a side. Right. So, like, I th- I think, you know, sometimes I get a gut intuition, like, go left. I think, I think I remember them going left or something like that, and I'll go with it. But other times it's like, I'm at Penn State, I'm on the line, I think she's going this way, she rockets it the other <laughs> way. So <laughs> it's like, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's well, no, like... Coaching point of that, right? It's almost like it's almost like a guess, like you yeah, said. Like, I mean, there's no like you should do X, Y, Z. Like no, it's, yeah, it's all feel.
2: They're not telling me what to do, like do regarding PKs, but it's like we can scout them, you know, make our predictions, and then in the end, it's like gut tuition, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, the, I mean, obviously, soccer ends in a tie in regular season, but did they take out PKs in in the playoffs? In the playoffs, or are they still in? Still
2: there? Yeah, they're still there.
0: So I always felt like that was a bum way to like win or lose a playoff game.
2: Totally. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I didn't mean to rub that up. <laughs> um, let's take that out. Have everybody play until they're exhausted. No, I'm just kidding. I could see the argument against both things, like going into like
1: a Especially those tournament settings, you gotta turn around and play. Right, you yeah. gotta two play a later. game
0: two days later. No, oh. they're
2: so dramatic, like the penalty shootouts that I feel like they gotta stay. It's, it's, like. it's fun. <laughs> it's fun, especially if you're on, if you're the, you're on the winning end, yeah. yeah.
1: right? Yeah.
0: yeah, it stinks when you're on the losing side, oh, but yeah. hey, it is what it is. Um, who, who, do you, in your opinion, I'm putting you on the spot again. Who on our team has the hardest shot to stop when you guys are like playing against?
2: Oh. And if there's
0: more than one, you can you, you can say more than one.
2: All right, hard shots coming up. All right, let's see. Chloe, um, Chloe Messer, she's got a rip. Um, Lauren, who scored the other day, mm-hmm. left-footed rip. Um, let's see who else. Those are the two that I'm like, when they're shooting, like I'm not feeling so confident that I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> catch that ball. You know, they they have a foot on them.
0: Right, and you and you see them every day in practice. Yeah. So I can't imagine how the keepers from teams that they only see once or twice a year, yeah, how they feel when they when they line up. But that's always a good question to see who's really gonna hammer it.
1: Do you have a, um, I don't want to say a professional, but is there somebody that you looked up to in the soccer world, even if it was not a goalkeeper, when you were um, you know growing up and, and really into the sport?
2: I'm going to say uh, no. <laughs> I actually don't. I don't watch a lot of soccer, to be honest, and I think I could totally learn from watching soccer more. I'm trying to get into it. But um, <laughs> I'll watch our team play all day long, and I'll watch people I know play, but no, not really. I like learning from, like, the teams that I have watched, you know, pull up a little instat, pull up the best goalies in the nation college wise. And I'll watch them and I'll learn from them because I think as a goalie, You're always learning. You're always growing. I think I heard like, you don't, you know, reach your full potential until you're like 25 or even later as a goalie Cause there's so much to learn. Right. So I would say, no, I didn't really have like an inspiration or anything, but I'm just always like learning from other people more.
0: Growing up. Did you play any other sports?
2: Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I kind of I did a lot. Like, I did gymnastics for, like, 10 years. I feel like that's, like, a great foundation. I recommend that to anyone. And sure. I, you know, dabbled a little bit in basketball, volleyball, you know, name it. But um, in high school, I picked up track. And I was a high jumper mostly, but I would do, like, the pentathlon in high school. And I was supposed to do track at U UAlbany. Um, didn't end up doing it because I liked soccer a lot. But, um, yeah, I was supposed to do both. Didn't didn't end up doing that. I think that
0: would be really hard.
1: That's yeah. tough. That's a that's a tough. That's a year round commitment. Oh
2: yeah.
0: On, to, on top of like what is already really a year round commitment. Definitely. Right. yeah. Right. You guys get like two months off. I know. It's not even off.
2: I remember I like finished our last game of like my U Albany season in the American East, you know, and I'm driving home on the bus and I'm like. Man, there's no way I'm going to track tomorrow. (laughs) Right. I need a day off. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, that's that's really, really, really difficult. No, it's ambitious. I I think it is difficult. Uh, What did you like? Is there? What are the transferable skills from track uh, to to soccer?
2: I would say. All right. Well, I was a high jumper, so like I was constantly working on my ups, which I feel like is like definitely a strength in my game today. Um, Yeah, and also just like kind of like the recklessness of it, like throwing yourself over a bar. You know, it's it's kind of fun, like you're on a playground type of thing, like, mm-hmm. and I think that translates over, like, you know, throwing yourself in front of a player, you know, same type of thing. <laughs> right, no fear. A <laughs> little more damage, but yeah, that mentality.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could get head butted or
2: <laughs> a couple obstacles, but out.
0: elbows.
1: <laughs> it's like I said, a lot of bodies in a tight space.
2: A lot of bodies.
0: Um, I'm probably stole Gary's question because he usually asks this, but yeah, goalkeepers are are notoriously um. Oh, yeah, I love this question. Superstitious. Do you have any superstitions?
2: I'm so not superstitious. That's awesome. Yeah, no. Yes. I love
1: superstitions.
0: I am. I, I'm like you. Yeah. Really? Not yeah. that I play goalkeeper. <laughs> I have never played goalkeeper. Actually, probably when I was six, climbing in the net like a little facket. Uh, <laughs> but but no, no superstitions. So you don't have any. You're just like, hey, it's another game. Let's.
2: No, I think I'm, you know, pretty chill in everything that I do. And, like, I don't have – I'm not a routine person, to be honest. Like, the other day um, – Julio, my goalie coach, he couldn't make it to the game. So I had Kylie warm me up. She's like, you know, ripping him, doing her thing. She's like, you know, does it bother you that he wasn't here today? Like, does it, do you need to do anything else? And I'm like, no, I really don't mind at all. Like, I, I'm i pretty flexible when it comes to that stuff. And I think it helps because the game changes all the time. So you kind of, you got to brush things off and yeah. not have a routine like that.
0: Yeah. And you're not in your head the whole time.
2: Yeah. I mean, sometimes, but well, <laughs> not all of the time. There's probably
1: not many goalkeepers in the country. That you would talk to that have that same answer. I no, think it's of it's very specific. I think it's awesome. Like goalies, pitchers. Yeah, like yeah. they tend to be like the most superstitious. Like yeah, sure. Yeah, routine oriented people. I mean, yeah, definitely.
0: I, I've worked at places not in in soccer, but I've worked at places where like the goalie didn't want to be talked to. Yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> it's like crazy. a starting pitcher. Like like, like a just, starting pitcher. Just
0: yeah. like I worked at uh, Canisius College, and the goalie at the time just for ice hockey didn't want to be talked to like just go through warm-ups you know give me the head nod you know when the defense comes by I, like tap them on the head until the game started it was just like don't bother me so I think it's awesome
2: yeah one thing is I think uh, a lot of people say about me is like I don't act like a goalie if that makes sense well, you like you weren't a goalie so that <laughs> yeah well that's true yeah, too. yeah yeah like I don't know I've gotten that one a lot well
0: um... <laughs> that's great I think it's great at least I
1: don't, I like superstition.
0: Yeah, you you're way too into superstitions. I'm
1: Very superstitious.
0: Well, listen, six straight shutouts, five straight shutouts. Yeah, I, like Yeah, she's that. doing better than I am.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, you got to cut the superstitions. And the
1: can't
0: camp- happen. <laughs> the, Gary, that'll never happen. With, um, what uh, is there a game coming up that you guys ha- kind of have circled, or is it just take it one game at a time?
2: Yeah, I would say just taking it one game at a time. Like you can't really we can't look past Drexel this Sunday in order to you know play uh, some of the top teams in the conference um, because every game's just as important. You know, mm-hmm. if uh, Drexel scores, they're the first person to score on us in the conference. That is the most important threat to me right now, you know? Sure. So yeah, just one game at a time and get the three points, move on, take care of business the next week.
0: How hard was it this week when, you know, you don't, you, once you get in the conference schedules, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, well, we had to reschedule the Elon game, mm-hmm. move some things around, uh, to be fair, Elon and Hampton were really good conference mates in terms of like asking us to, you know, we asked them to move some stuff. Um, was that hard to just kind of be like, Oh wow. Now we're in like a groove, but just throw that out. Cause now Tuesday night, I got to go play soccer out here in a great, great lawn. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think it was like going into it. We're a little bit nervous about it cause it's not a lot of, you know, recovery time and it's going to take all of, all of us on the team, you know, throwing more people into the game than usual. But like, Honestly, I love it. I love game days. So three game days a week, I would I would do it again next week if I could.
0: <laughs> I don't know if the field players are going to agree with might you be there. Feeling a little
2: hurt right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So NFL makes a big deal about turf versus uh, grass, natural yeah. grass. Just wait for you to get to that one. Well, I figure you know if we're going to have people on yeah. their play on the Bull yeah. surfaces. What uh? Do you have a preference as a goalie? Is playing on turf or grass? Or
2: yeah. Um. Okay. So hot take. I really, really liked turf better until like maybe this year. Like when we played at um these nice schools like Princeton, Penn State, even grass. William and Mary, Delaware. They had great grass fields, and I was like, man, this is awesome. I could throw my body on the ground. And I Doesn't don't get hurt. up with turf burn, you know. <laughs> I got ripped up knees, and this is great. But uh, before that, I was like. I like the surface of the turf just because I was so used to it. Mm-hmm. So then, like, when we go play on a random grass field, it's like the ball is moving slower. It just, like, kind of messed with me a little bit. But, like, now I feel like I've adjusted and, like, I love the grass.
0: Yeah. Tough. I mean, I give those – it's tough to grow grass all year round in the northeast. I mean, we had it here. But with the amount of teams using the field, it just got so beat up. Mm-hmm. And I think that in in the long run sometimes is worse. You know, you get around to the middle of the end of November yeah. or the middle of the end of October into November, and uh, there's just patches that are torn up because, yeah. you know, our men's team, our women's team, we have club teams that have to use the field here. So I understand it totally. I understand both ends of it. I,
1: I can't imagine, like, the, the difference in gameplay on the two. I was at the, yeah. the other day for our men's game, and, like, they do have a nice grass surface, but you can – even as a spectator, like it's, it's just a little bit different. Like the ball comes all a little bit differently. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Even just like mentally knowing like, oh, the ball's going to be slower. So like I have to play higher off my line or like I, I just learned my drop kick. I've never drop kicked on the grass before. What that, what's that going to be like? How's the ball going to bounce? You know? Mm-hmm. So just like little things that like maybe a field player doesn't have to think as much about. I'm like, you know, harping on.
0: Sure. And like, i mean i guess like your footing could be different yeah. depending on what the what the goal area looks like on grass well we're we like i said when we talked before we we jumped on here we usually like to uh uh spend the last few minutes like a get to know you a little bit outside okay. of i mean the whole interview is but uh outside of off the field um i'll start what is the best concert that you've ever been
2: to Oh gosh, I've never been to a concert. What in my life? Yeah, that I've is never that been. is
1: not the answer I was ready for.
0: Get this woman <laughs> to a concert.
2: Yeah, if you're if you're hearing this, someone take me to a concert.
0: Someone take Cassie to a concert.
2: Just never been.
0: All right. So what? All right. So if you could go to any concert, what concert would you go to?
2: You're killing me. All right. Um, not a big. Are you not a big I'm just music not person? Not that big music. Like I'll listen to music when I work out. I guess, but I'll throw on like whatever. Like oh. I don't. I don't have a favorite artist. I think. For my team, I'll say Taylor Swift because Mm. we have some crazy Swifties in the locker room. (laughs) So I'm just (laughs) going to say Taylor Swift. There's a a huge week week for that. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, you know, the whole shindig. I'll say Taylor Swift.
0: Taylor Swift, okay. Okay.
1: So let's go, I'll go other type of media. If you are um, watching TV and there's a movie you come across, what's one movie that you, like, have to stop and watch if you see it?
2: Oh, this is easy. White Chicks i watched it <laughs>
1: nice nice i didn't see that coming
0: okay well, the wayne's brothers
2: <laughs> it's freaking it's awesome i watched it again the other day i was like anytime i come across that movie i'm like yo have you guys seen this like and if they haven't i turn it on right away it's, it's time to watch Voyager. it's so funny just love that movie okay
1: all right that's uh, a bounce back answer for <laughs> not sure going to to a concert. yeah
0: <laughs> that is li- we just hit a u-turn um So you're uh, getting, you're in the business program here at Monmouth. Uh, Do you have, obviously you go through a bunch of different classes. Have you kind of found something in business that, that you think you like in terms of like marketing or the social media or is it finance? Like, what do you like?
2: I think I want to go into like sales and kind of, take that competitive side that I have and like, mm-hmm. I want to make my money because like I earned it. Like I sold this, this much things, you know, so kind of like that competitive side and then like my people side as well. I think I'd be pretty good in sales, but yeah, I, I haven't taken a sales class yet. So okay. I guess I'll find out.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the best part about uh, being in college is that you get kind of exposed in a class to yeah. all different types of uh, your area of expertise. So if anybody's listening Cassie is looking for a sales job, <laughs> needs an internship at some point, I'm so sure. True. And people do listen.
2: And I want to go to a concert. And somebody takes you to a concert. concert. And we got to get you to
1: a concert. That's are so, it's so a tough, be one. tough. Yeah, as it's tough, tough ask. One. Yeah.
2: You guys can get me tickets, right?
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> no, you're talking the wrong not. podcast hosts. Yeah, we
0: don't <laughs> have any juice like that. We can get you Mammoth
1: tickets. <laughs> if there was a concert at Mammoth, maybe.
2: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we got to guess someone
1: here. That's a hard maybe. <laughs> yeah. Hard, hard maybe.
2: Um,
0: well, I think we covered it. We covered it all. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No, a- absolutely. We, we are so proud to, uh, of what your women's soccer team has been doing and uh, specifically the, yourself and the defense and all of those shutouts and, uh, Keep on keeping on, and, and we definitely will not be the last time we have a member of your team, uh, maybe even yourself back on. We, I don't know if Bring we've a had back. a repeat guest.
2: Uh, she made a case today.
1: She
0: did. want
2: to be the first repeat.
0: We, um, we told somebody last year that if they won the conference, we'd have them back on, and then they didn't. I remember who it was.
2: Such a letdown. Yeah. You can make that. We'll deal make with that me. same
0: deal with you. Yeah. If you guys go to the NCAA's, you will be the first repeat guest.
2: All right. I'm here. We're going to do it. It's
1: documented, recorded.
0: Recorded. You heard me. It's there. Well, uh, Cassie, good luck the rest of the way. You guys have Drexel on the road this weekend. Uh, Then you come back and face Towson here next Thursday. Uh, Come out and watch her and her teammates just dominate defensively. There will be no superstitions. Nope. Probably not a whole lot of music, (laughs) Uh, but there will be plenty of white chicks. The movie. Uh, We'll be back to wrap up uh, the kind of the week that is in Monmouth Athletics. Uh, Taking a quick break for some of our sponsors.
1: Tita Green is New Jersey's finest indoor golf training center and recreational facility. Now open in West Long Branch. The 12,000 square foot facility consists of eight Trackman golf simulators, a huge short game area for putting, chipping, and pitching, lounges, a pro shop, and a custom fitting room. We do club repairs, regripping, and have regular on-site fittings with all of the top manufacturers. We're located at 185 Route 36 in the Monmouth Park Corporate Center in the same building as the Monmouth University Graduate Center. Visit us online at t2green.com and follow us on Instagram at t2greengolfnj. Discounts are available for the Monmouth University community.
0: Well, Gary, that was uh, an awesome interview with Cassie Costa of the women's soccer team. Uh, I love to talk to student athletes that aren't what you think they're going to be. And, like, I think when you when you talk to a goalie, like, very regimented, very center ways, I thought what she said about uh, her goalie coach not showing up the one night and uh, Coach Flynn kind of being like, Are you okay? Do you need anything else? She's like, No, let's just go. I, I love that. I love that.
1: She's, I think that's. I mean, like you said, she wasn't a goalie originally. Like, that probably where it stems from. Like,
0: I don't know, but middle school, like, you're pretty young.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah.
0: It wasn't like I she guess. just became a goalie, like, senior like, I don't high know. School. Like, I
1: related to hockey, and like, the people that I know that are goalies have been goalies since we were like little kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's probably the one position that you stick with. I don't know. Maybe hockey I'm, goalies are
0: usually weird, too.
1: They're all weird. Yeah, 100%.
0: But not soccer goalies.
1: No. Actually, the goalie I play with now, very normal.
0: Very nice. Yeah. But, uh, hit a little bit of a rough patch there with the kangaroos.
1: Uh, polar, yeah. Oh, the polar bears no, this year. No, Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, listen, we'll bounce back.
0: <laughs> long yeah. season. We're, playoff
1: two, we're a playoff to. our second half team.
0: And even if it isn't a long season, the next one starts like a week later. So what's the difference?
1: Correct. It's a year-round sport.
0: <laughs> uh, big weekend. Homecoming.
1: One of the best weekends of the year.
0: It, it is always awesome. It's great. One of the things I really love is to be able to see – some of the student-athletes uh, coming back to campus. Um, a former student-athlete is taking away from homecoming, I found out. Uh, Craig Peterson, former quarterback at Monmouth, is getting married on Saturday. So there are a bunch of his teammates that I've talked to or bumped into uh, that are like, hey, I'm like, hey, you coming homecoming?" They're like, no, we got Peterson's wedding, so...
1: Uh so but, congratulations to Craig. Yeah, congratulations well, Also, you Craig. should have done it on a different day. Yeah,
0: please. Can you do that on <laughs> Friday? Anybody else, uh, do not get married the Saturday of homecoming. No, seriously. Uh, congratulations to them. Homecoming, uh, football team looking to bounce back, had back-to-back losses. Just a really, really bizarre game in bad weather last week against uh, Lafayette. A-, a much improved Lafayette team, I will say. That is not the same team that we've hammered the last few times we've played. Yeah. Um, CJ Demuzio, former offensive coordinator here, drew up a pretty good game plan. Uh in the end I'm gonna say that the weather and the injuries really kinda did us in uh more than it be you know, there's there was not a, a, a huge talent. There was no talent gap. I mean, I think we across the field were the more talented team. Um, one bright spot, Dimir Miller went off again. He's got thirty four catches in good. four games.
1: Yeah, he has a chance to uh, you know, I don't wanna say it too early, but he's he's on pace to put up some monster numbers and some records in sight if he continues. But chance to bounce back this week. Lehigh here should be a great crowd like it always is on homecoming, hoping the weather holds off. which Yeah, it looks pretty good.
0: It's going to be a little rain in the morning.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to be fine. And
0: then it's going to be nice.
1: Yep. Um, but always a good day. I know there's an alumni tailgate right outside the stadium. They moved that from other parts of campus, which I think is great. Get it right outside the uh, the gates of Kessler Stadium there, and, and then everybody can go right in for the game. Um we know that the fraternities sororities students will be out this weekend tailgating so uh, make sure you come join them it's always like we said it's always a uh, awesome weekend here on campus for, for homecoming and not the only games on campus i know field hockey's home twice uh, friday and sunday
0: yeah i mean field hockey coming off a huge 2-1 win over uh, delaware and 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 you know we should mention that last week was was a really good week for our fall sports against delaware um, women's soccer won on Thursday, men's soccer and field hockey won on Friday. Um, you know that that's a that's a key victory, I think, just because the fact that uh, Delaware is one of the premier overall athletic programs in the CAA, just by de facto how much money they have and spend on athletics, um, but also because there's so many, they do a lot of there's a lot of recruiting in New Jersey out of um, for Delaware, and, and they take a lot of student athletes from New Jersey schools, so. Uh, it was good to see our teams go down there and all get a win, and uh, <clears throat> really kind of putting ourselves on the map here, saying like, "Hey, we've arrived." I mean, we already talked about how good seasons that women's soccer and field hockey had last year, but uh, I think, or yeah, last year. Uh, but I think now you're starting to see your your, your new squad, uh, men's soccer, is getting hot at the right time.
1: Yeah, they exploded in the second half at Delaware, four goals in like a, it felt like a minute, but it was it was. uh really tight together. Four goals and scoreless at halftime, they'd had some trouble scoring and then um, just really exploded the other night against uh, against the Blue Hens. Only two losses for them this year. Um, a tough one nothing loss to St. John's in which they were the better team and then you see the 4-1 to against Princeton the other night but uh, a fluky goal early for Princeton it was one nothing, then it was 2 nothing. we scored and we had like two or three really good chances to tie the game and I think that would have changed the whole complexion mm-hmm. and then Princeton gets a couple of late ones, and it's it's four to one. But it was not a truly four to one um, game. So that team is playing really well. Um, if you have some time this weekend, and you're here for homecoming. Uh, Saturday night they have Charleston, big league game on Saturday night. And uh, if for no other reason, I think Ben Zacassi has turned into one of the most electric, oh, so much players to watch in in all of college soccer. He's uh, he scores almost every night. He's all over the field. He has a ton of chances. Um, he Backflips when he scores, which everybody loves. Yeah,
0: everybody loves that. Photographers um, love
1: that. Yeah, it's great. So um, <laughs> if you're sticking around after homecoming, you want to watch a little soccer, uh, 7 p.m. after football Saturday. It's a, a big match for uh, for men's soccer.
0: Absolutely. Um, I guess the last thing we'll kind of touch on uh, for, for right now. First of all, uh, shout out to, to the men's tennis team. I know, you know they don't get a ton of love, but uh, I believe they finished the fall undefeated. Uh, in, in team play, uh, they've been really good. Uh, just saw they got a couple wins the other day, so they they've been tearing it up, kind of as usual. That that's a team at mom that flies kind of under the radar, and uh, all they do is win. Um, so shout out to them. But uh, the official start of basketball practice was a few days ago, I which sure was. is kind of funny to me.
1: Yeah, there's no real official start anymore because
0: <laughs> the NCAA has kind of. I don't want to say bowed down to basketball coaches, but the NCAA has has allowed more leniency on what they're allowed to do. And there's hours in the summer that they can do some stuff. And there's definitely some stuff in the fall they can do with small groups. I don't know all the rules, but I do know we follow all the rules. We have a great compliance staff here that are making sure that our coaches do the right thing, which they do on their own. Um, but this week was the official start of practice for the men's and women's teams. I know you're out there with the men's team. People want to talk about only seven wins last year, but I think, as Steve Edelson's article kind of shaped, uh, this is not. Do not expect uh, what you saw last year out of what what you're going to get this year, because this is a new team, a refocused team. Coach Rice uh, is is determined not to have uh, a season like he did last year. Nobody cared more about. Um, about that team losing than he did. And, and as somebody who spends a lot of time around that program, I can tell you as disappointed as anybody else was, uh, nobody's more disappointed than him at, at kind of how that, that season played out. And, um, you know, you've been out to practice. What are some some, some quick things?
1: Well, I think this team is uh, going to shoot the ball a lot better than they did last year and shoot the ball more. I think there's a couple of guys that can really shoot it, starting with, with Xander Rice, who is a massive pickup for uh, – for the whole program he's been awesome he's a leader he uh can shoot he can play point guard Um, he's just a great kid to have on the floor with your team he's he's been awesome um I think without hyping too much up I think some uh some of our fans are going to be really pleasantly surprised by a couple of freshmen that that have have entered the mix um and Boog Robinson and and Abdi Bashir those guys have really um you know come into their own early on in in uh their careers here and I think they're they're ready to make an impact as a freshman. Um, but it's a whole new group. You have a couple of friendly faces, right? And Jack Collins is back. Um Jack Holmstrom is back, Clement Vuga is back. Those guys are going to play roles, Jacari Spence. Um, but a lot of new faces and uh you know, a big group. There's there's 19 guys on the roster right now, so um couple of dates also that Greg that I want to throw out there for men's and women's basketball. Um October 12th Coach Bogus and the women's team doing a um, fantasy camp. I know that was a hit last year. Big camp. Um, get together with the women's staff, and they're going to kind of run you through a night of basketball. You're going to do drills. You're going to compete. Um, you're going to get a little sweat in, and and it's going to be a lot of fun. Coach Bogus is is really high on this event. She loves it, and she did a great job with it last year. I think we're kind of expanding it this year. So mm-hmm. check their social media, mamathalks.com, October 12th. women's basketball. It's There's October a sign 12th. Up sheet. Yep, that's going to be uh, a, a lot of fun. And uh, So if you can make it out to that, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, October 21st, 6 p.m., men's basketball. will play an exhibition game against Rhode Island College. That is an open exhibition, free to all fans. So it's your first real chance to see these guys in action on the court. Um, they're going to play an exhibition game against a Division three school that is now coached by Sam Ferry, who, if you followed the program, was an assistant at Monmouth for a long time. Um under King rice and him and King are very close. So should be a pretty cool night to, uh, that'll be a 6 PM tip with Rhode Island college, but free. You can bring your kids, bring your, your youth teams, bring anybody and, and you can get right in. And this is the first
0: time we've done this since before COVID. Yep. You know, there's a lot of things that COVID kind of changed and we had to be careful about stuff we brought back, but I, this was definitely a big one. I think people are excited to come see the team play. And it's not just a, a one-on-one scrimmage or a, you know, I don't say one on one, that's a stupid word for that. But it's not just an inter squad scrimmage. Um, it's it's against another team, you know. So that'll be definitely fun. It'll be cool to see. I'm excited to see. I've got I've gone out to a couple of practices, but I'm really uh tuned into trying to see how some of these new pieces uh look yeah, and out I, on the floor.
1: And that'll be your first chance to see it in live action. I mean, it's a game. There's it's you're playing a basketball game. So so that'll be pretty cool. And then the last one, um, which I know we're uh we're excited about for another year, Blue White Night, October twenty sixth. Um, men's and women's teams, uh, 9 p.m. It'll be dunk contest. It'll be three point contest. It'll be introductions for every player and coach on the men's and women's sides. And then uh, after we're all said and done and wrapped up, uh, you can meet both teams' players, coaches. Autograph session for all um, for all attendees. Um, I believe there will be t-shirts for students. And it's just overall a fun night. I know Coach Rice is always uh, fired up for for Blue White Night and. Our guys love to have the fan support to get ready for the season. Um, so let's get these guys fired up and these women fired up. They're coming off a championship on the women's side um, and a whole new look men's team. So a lot to be excited about on the basketball front.
0: Yeah, absolutely. and, and the nine o'clock star, we had, you know a couple of people have reached out with some some unhappiness with that, but the, the really the reason for that is uh, class time. Uh, not only for our athletes, but also for our uh, students. You know, we're always trying to find new ways to get our students to come out to games. We want them to come out and support our teams. Well, this is a good way to get it going, and that means that there's a lot of classes on Thursday nights that ends at, that end at 840, so we got to do 9 o'clock. And, and so I understand that could be kind of late. I'm getting to the point where that's a little late for me. But um, but it's super important, and uh, we don't need our student-athletes also missing uh, any additional class. So we want to see all you, see all of you out there um on blue white night because it's going to be a fun night like it always is and uh it's a good kickoff to the
1: college basketball season yep like i said should be uh, a good year both on the men's and women's sides i'm really excited about uh, hoop season this year and i'm excited about homecoming this weekend i'm excited to see a lot of the people i went to school with and i know all my friends come back every year so i'm pumped up to uh to see them and uh See everybody on Saturday.
0: Well, Gary, that's another great episode. I want to thank Cassie Costa for coming on. Good luck to her and the rest of the women's basketball uh, staff, uh, women's soccer team, and the women's basketball staff. The Digital Network. Hot Talk is
1: available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved. Uh-huh. Talk Talk
0: is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized
1: leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org/slash mammoth. Let's be healthy together.